lot. Bop, 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 bop. Okay, so this is uh, Bodie Elfman and Jen Elfman. This is our first podcast we've ever done about the subject of marriage. And September 2nd, September Sunday. September 2nd, Sunday, 11.02 p.m. And No, it's not 11.02 p.m. It's 11.02 a.m. I meant to say The sun is out. Yeah, no, I know. I can see it. <laughs> and, and somehow we've only been sitting down for a few seconds, and I'm already in trouble, and she's already annoyed with me. You brought it on yourself. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yes, um, dear. We uh, we're gonna do a podcast. Wait, I gotta do something. You said not oh, to do. Oh, what? There. Oh, because I you moved the mic, uh-huh. and everyone just got really annoyed because of the sound of that. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. We're doing. Everyone a, is not you. I'm just trying to talk here. Can I just finish the sentence? Sure. Okay. We're doing a podcast about marriage. Um, Jen and I have been together for 21 years. It doesn't seem like a day over 50, and we have. But, learned- uh, He's Jewish. <laughs> we, we, we thought maybe we've learned a few things over these last 21 years, or maybe we haven't. Maybe we've, we're getting it all wrong. But we are, for better or for worse, still together. And so we wanted to uh, start to do a weekly podcast about marriage. At this point, the title of this podcast is Kicking and Screaming. Why is that, honey? Well, in Hollywood, well, in life in general... Being with someone, the same person for 21 years. This is my wife pontificating. Go ahead, honey. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. You asked me to start talking. I know. Um, it was the deep, meaningful breath you took as you were about to start that showed like something important was going to come. I wanted to point it out. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. And here's Jenna, guys. Here's Jenna. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Being with the same person for 21 years is very unusual. So people, especially in Hollywood, I'm just going to say it faster. You can pick up talking again because I think you really like talking because you're the one with the headphones because you didn't get me a set of headphones because you didn't want to pay the fucking $17 for me to have my own set of headphones. Anyway, (laughs) people often ask us, how did you do it? How do you do it? How have you been with the same person this long, especially in Hollywood? And we just kind of looked at each other and it's like kicking and screaming, which truly is how we stay together. Yeah, it's pretty much the only way to do it. I have kicked you. (laughs) <laughs> and I have screamed. Yes. Um, a couple technical points here is uh, we've never used any of this equipment we're using. <laughs> so it's, if and we're a- in our kitchen, which has zero fabric, carpet, anything absorbent of sound. So it's very echoey. So welcome to the podcast. Yeah. So here, the levels are all wrong. There's a ton of reverb. There's <laughs> the dog's a- sleeping on the couch. There's going to be a lot of pops of the things we say. So a j- siren may go by as a, as a, you know, a fire truck goes by on the street outside. So... Uh, imagine this getting uh, a sounding better as the weeks go by, but for right now, please be patient with, um, with the quality of this. A lot of reverb, bad quality sound, uh, scratchiness and all that. So Jen and I met February, uh, I think, 2nd, 1991. Really? Yeah. I think it was a February 2nd, 1991. I don't even, I just, it was always just February 1991 to me. I think it was February 2nd. A lot went down in February. For me. How so? Because I was dancing on the Academy Awards. Uh Uh-huh. And I met you. And I was with another guy. (laughs) What does the other guy have to do with it? There's a lot going on. (laughs) So so if I had a girlfriend in my life at the time, that would have been a lot going on for me? Well, you weren't also doing the Academy Awards. True. Oh, I know why it was a lot going on. Because he was an ex-convict. So that would have made it a lot going on. (laughs) There was a lot going on. Okay, got it. Um, We met at a Sprite audition. It was actually a callback for Sprite in 1991. And what a call... Oh, you're going to define callback. I'm going to define callback now. Here it begins. Uh, A callback is uh, 
a second audition when once you've done an audition and they kind of like their choices of who they want, they'll bring them back for callback. And sort of the producers and the director will sit down and look at all the choices that they like and choose who they want. And this was for a commercial for Sprite. And uh, it was a callback. It was in North Hollywood. And I was standing in the room filled with 50 kids of various stages of... I think 50 is overstating it, but sure. Okay, so maybe there was 48. I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't have my notes on me. <laughs> and there was this incredibly... Wait, wait, side note, oh, pause, gosh. footnote, yeah. oh, asterisk, yeah. Bodhi well, exaggerates. Just know that. Okay, carry on. I, I, <clears throat> totally relevant. <clears throat> Throat clearing. Go on. So she was, uh, I was standing there and she was sitting there and she was uh, 19 years old. Which I was leaning. No, you were sitting. You no, were, I was leaning. You were leaning on your elbows, like on your knees? No, I was leaning against a half wall. No, you weren't. You were sitting in the middle of the room with your green dress. I remember the green dress. Yeah, I had the green dress and the black um, combat boots. Absolutely. Absolutely breathtaking. And she had long, curly blonde hair. And she has, and she still has, the most beautiful smile I've ever seen. I mean, she has a, a very uh, vivacious, sort of exhilarating smile, which I don't see a lot of anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> Not after 21 years with you, <laughs> but, no. But boy, can I recall it. And um, I walked up to her, and I started to talk to her. And, and what were your first words? Well, you say. I, I don't want to be the only one You talking. look exactly like my girlfriend. Do you have a headshot so I can show her? A headshot is a photo actors use to give to, uh, to turn in on auditions. I, so I had the best line ever. That was the best pickup line Nail, ever. I nailed it. So you look like my girlfriend. Can I have a... No, you look exactly like my girlfriend. Yeah, that's what I said. And she, being very sweet, was like, yeah, I do. And then... Um, she said, so after the audition, she'll get one out of her car. So we, uh, we ended up getting called into the room for the director and the producers at the same time. They kind of brought in groups of kids, uh, like, you know, five at a time, four at a time or something like that. And, uh, being 48.2 kids there, it was kind of cool that we got called in together at the same time. So we both went in front of the director and you can chime in anytime, honey. I, my voice I know you love to hear yourself talk, so I'm just letting you talk. Because it is the first podcast, so I'm trying to be a good wife. No, don't be a good wife, cause, because I, I, I'm going to grate on people's Are you going to break into song? Far faster than you will. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell everybody. <laughs> okay, I'm going to chime in. Yeah. So we're in the room together, and the director says, all right, each of you tell a joke. Now, I'm not a joke teller. I do not like, I, I'm just, that is not my thing. So anyway, Bodhi thinks he's the funniest guy in the whole world. No, I'm fucking hilarious. There's so no he definitely it. whipped out a joke that was so stupid. Oh my God, it was such a great joke. Do you remember what it is? Of course I do. Okay, uh, tell it. No, it's like a 15-minute joke. I'm not going to tell it right now, but it was amazing. I mean, maybe I'll... Yeah, 15-minute joke in the audition room with four other people. Are you saying that that was a little awkward, that it was such a It was a, a little long... self-centered. Oh, amazing, amazing. Okay, go ahead. Um, so we all had to stand there listening to his joke, which was something about a bear in the woods. Was it about a bear in the or woods? a hunter? Was it about a hunter either? <laughs> a bear in the woods. You can just imagine how amazing this joke must have been. <laughs> um, I thought it was really fucking stupid. You did not. You were laughing. Fake laughing. Oh my I god! I was at an audition. I was trying to book a job. You think I'm genuinely laughing at your stupid joke? I, yeah. I wanted the fucking job. I really did. I really all these I'm years. I'm acting. I, I really thought it was a sincere laughter. I thought, man, I got her. No, totally did not. I was like, this guy is so fucking stupid. <laughs> and I was looking to the director, like, no one else thinks this is funny, right? Because that's really stupid. Oh, they were charmed. Remember their faces? They were just riveted. 
Yeah, we see what we want to see. We hear what we want to hear. <laughs> so anyway, um, I think I told a stupid joke. I don't even know. But anyway, uh, then... But there was something about you that made me laugh, but not laugh at you. I was also laughing at you, but there was a separate quality where you did just make me laugh because you were very jubilant and full of life. Okay, so wait, there was a combination wait, of personality Wait, this is your one compliment. And, Why are you cutting pity. me off? No, okay, go ahead. I'm, you're self-destructive. You just cut me off in the middle of the one just, compliment. You're going to get this whole podcast. Just fucking compliment me and get it over with. Oh, my God. So you genuinely made me laugh. Um, I don't even know why. It's the one moment, which I'll expand on later. It's the quality of you that has kept me with you for 21 years, despite all of the hell. Anyway, the director says, what are you guys laughing at? Because we just were like making each other laugh and we were giggling and everything. Sorry, I hit the mic. Was that a big thunk? Yeah, I made a note of it. Okay. Um, and, um, and I said, he just makes me laugh. And then it was a Sprite commercial. And their whole slogan at the time was, I like the way you make me laugh. Do, 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 do. So that was kind of interesting that director thought that. And then we both got the job. We both got the job. So And then our lives changed forever. And that was that. Because we, oh, let's go to the car, the parking lot, to get the headshot. Oh, so then um, we finished our audition. And my <clears> fake <throat> laughing. And we mixed in with some genuine laughter. She's, she's so full of shit. She was unbelievably charmed. I could Can feel you hand me the, the pot of green tea, please? Yeah, yes, of course, here, sweetheart. I could feel <laughs> the energy and, and waves of, of sort of sexual vibrations coming off of her from my joke about the fucking bear in the woods. That's my wife pouring green tea into the mic so you guys could hear it. Great. I, I made note of that, too. I've got a little list here. Um, I, needed her get her head, I needed to get her headshot, so I walked her to her car. And fucking Jenna didn't, couldn't find a place to park the audition, so she parked in someone's driveway. I mean, literally just parked in someone's driveway. It was like, their carport. Like a stranger's carport. That's where she just parked her car. And I was like, you live here? Two blocks from where we have the audition? This is where you live? She's like, no. I was like, you're parked in someone's carport. <laughs> what the fuck? There's like, why don't you park on the street? She was like, I, I there couldn't. was no parking, and, so and I said, didn't want to be late. <laughs> so she parked in someone's carport. I picking. knew it would be okay. <laughs> now I would never do that. Yeah. I was a rebellious, feisty nineteen-year-old. I, I can't believe you didn't make it. In, in now jail. I'm a rebellious, feisty ninety-five-year-old. <laughs> so I, I got her picture, and I took her headshot home to my roommate, and I set it down on the counter, and I said, and I swear. Pinky swear, I said, this is the girl I'm going to marry. And my roommate said, who is she? And I said, I don't know, but this is the girl I'm going to marry. And I'd never said that. It wasn't like I was coming home with headshots every seven days saying, this is the girl I'm going to marry. This, this was my decision. I was going to marry this girl. I was done. I was finished with the whole thing of looking for girls. This was this is a girl I was going to marry. Well, he wasn't finished with the whole thing. Well, I mean, I wasn't finished continually wanting to fuck every girl I see. <laughs> but I mean, I was finished with fucking every girl I see. <laughs> <laughs> that never goes away, apparently. Apparently, right. <laughs> yeah. It's called having a male body. <laughs> and uh, and then I found out a day or two later that I got the job. So I drove to the wardrobe fitting. That's where they see you before you do a a, a commercial or a film or a TV show. How and, long are these podcasts supposed to last? Uh, usually 17, 18 hours. Okay, good. We're right on target. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, because because we're going to take you guys through. By the way, our relationship. We're, we'll probably end this one on year two. But get, get ready, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, I pulled up uh, to the wardrobe fitting, and she pulled up at the same time, and that was the done deal. They paired us together. No, wait. Well, I was trying to hurry. Well, no, there's a beat. Okay, go. A very important beat for me, anyway. Yeah, go. 
So, you know, you have to bring some of your own clothes to these wardrobe fittings. So I'm like hauling my closet over my shoulder and I round the corner and there he is. And I obviously remembered him from the original callback audition because he's a pretty unforgettable guy. Sexual vibration feeling joke. For you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in that moment when I rounded the corner and ran into him was the moment for me. Like he went home and, and showed his my headshot to his roommate and was like, this is the girl I'm going to marry. Like that was his moment. I had my moment right here. I looked at him and I got this overwhelming sense of familiarity, safety, and joy that like, honestly, it was like someone dropped like, uh, you know, in cartoons when someone like gets hit with a big energy wave and it goes resounding like in concentric circles around them. That's sort of how I felt. I felt like I suddenly was like, glowing with this like love radiation and sexual energy too not really and then we um went into the wardrobe fitting and i don't remember that was inconsequential but um that was a key moment for me because that was where i just was like that it was just done yeah so that was it we've been together since then we ended up shooting the Sprite commercial. Um, and i just want to say when we were shooting that commercial yeah you were just as annoying as you are now yeah i agree I mean, wait, like what? I was <laughs> wait, just as annoyed with you wait, what did then I disagree to? as I am with you now. <laughs> and I love you just as much now as I did then. Wait, I have the is... same feeling when he walks into a room 21 years later, I get the same feeling. It kind of takes my breath away. Okay. So this is an important point, but so... that is split with also wanting to like shove a knife in your face. Wait, 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 wait let's not pass this by. This is an okay. important point. All right. So you're saying that I'm not more annoying now than I was 21 years ago. Mm -mm. That's amazing. I mean, that's a real testament to me. Yep, you started off very annoying. Though. Oh, you're saying that the 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 baseline annoying You've was high. You've just maintained. You've maintained for 21 years okay, a very high level of annoyance. Okay, well, how many people can say that they haven't become more annoying after 21 years of their life? That's kind of amazing. I mean, yeah, it's a testament good. to how amazing I am. Yeah, it's persistence. God, I'm, I mean, that's like, I'm fucking charming and amazing to do mm -hmm. that. Like, well, you're actually brilliant. And very um, bright and smart. And you see things that, to this day, I've never met anybody else who sees things the way you do. And see, it inspires me and all the great things in my life. When I scan back over, like, the major milestones in my life that were, like, groundbreaking, life-changing, and important, you are the source of them. That's very sweet. And Thank that you. is the only thing that keeps me with you. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, so so that, don't fuck it up. So that goes away. Don't ever get less genius or I'm out of here. Yeah, you, you and some black athlete in Hawaii on vacation. Yeah, that'd be awesome. For those that don't know, my wife has... Um, am I allowed to say jungle fever? Is that bad? Is it politically correct? I don't know. I think it is politically correct. Well, we've, it's been said. It's been said. My wife likes black guys. <laughs> if we're driving come down, on come on if my if <laughs> we're driving down the street and there's a good looking black guy my wife will, will literally i'll need to go to the chiropractor afterwards because my neck her neck break. turns around so fast I, th I i think she's gonna break her neck like <laughs> honestly i've had times where her neck turns so fast you could see her afterwards like doing little adjustments on herself because <laughs> <laughs> she turned her head too fast <laughs> i'm i'm surprised one or either of my kids uh aren't <laughs> not mixed looking. race mixed race <laughs> <laughs> i was prepared put it that way i was prepared um so it's been an interesting couple of years for jen and i and that the last few years we've been together for a long time as you know since the 40s and <laughs> and but only in the last 
five years, we've had kids. We have two little boys, a five-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old. And so uh, it's been an interesting part of our relationship because we've... We, we, Let's just say this. <laughs> when you're tired, How do you things say hate are each other? so nice. fucked up. <laughs> fucked up. Bad. So we don't up. have those kids that, like, we're not those parents that are like, oh, yeah, he goes to bed at 7.30 and wakes up at 7.30. No. Do never. you guys have those Zero. fucking kids that sit on, you go to restaurants with them and they sit at their fucking table and they color and they play with their goddamn kabuki machines or whatever? I mean, do you have kids like, our kids are, they're like monkeys at a zoo. They're like, they're like orangutans. Yeah, they're like climb the booth, climb the, the railing. Any lattice works at the Chinese restaurant. They're halfway up in different directions with the fucking soup <laughs> spilling all over the place. And then people looking at me like, and I'm just trying to like, Bodie will just put a movie on right in front of them. And I'm trying to get them to learn how to eat like normal people and not like fucking brainwash our kids with video equipment. All right. Take it easy there, sweetheart. Take it easy. You go there box. quickly. You're like, hey, who wants to watch a movie? So it's been a hard five years for us. Um, it's been violent. Yeah, it's been challenging. But you know what's interesting? Like a lot of our, a whole bunch of us had of our friends, like a big group of acquaintances, close friends, circle of friends, friends of friends, all had children within the same two-year period. And many of those people have since broken up. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting. It's not the introduction of children. I think it's the introduction of lack of sleep with the added stress of children is enough to send you like and off the edge. And not finishing a conversation. Yeah, not you, spending you time together. Yeah, it, that gets all interrupted. But it doesn't have to ruin. You just have to like be disciplined and make time every week for each other as a married couple because... Yeah. You know how hard it was to get the kids out of the house this morning just so we could do this podcast? Yeah, they both hate me driving out of the driveway. They both were like scowling at me. <laughs> how dare you have a life without us? Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. So <clears throat> it's been a fun five years. Fun meaning, fun meaning <laughs> fun hell. Fun in quotes. Fun meaning hell. But we've made it through. The kids are getting... We've never fought more than in the last five years. Yeah, it's been fucking volatile. But it's we've never amazing. evolved as much as... It hasn't been fights that spin in on themselves. They're fights that actually lead to growth. Because we've been together so long and we're... We do have an IQ higher than 10. So we're pretty bright and... Uh, we apply our arguments to improve the situation as much as possible. That's right. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. We, we like to improve the situation. <laughs> <laughs> and we, uh, so we thought we would do this podcast, and I think what we want to do is, if we can, try to do one a week or so and talk about marriage. When it, our kids will permit us it could to be, talk to each other. It could be our marriage, or we can talk about other people's marriage. No, yeah, we can just <laughs> gossip. <laughs> Let's gossip and be judgmental about everybody else's marriages. That's a great idea, and we won't oh, even or, use or names. Or jealousies of other people's marriages. <sighs> or, or yeah. I've been jealous of some other people. I'm like, how are they? Like, they have kids, and they just seem, like, happy. They don't seem like they fucking are each other's throats like Bodhi and I. And then, like, I've dug deeper, and I've had individual conversations with the wife and the husband separately. Oh, yeah. That's right. And I discovered some shit. Oh, they were totally living in oblivion with each other. Totally had no idea the state of the other one. So the wife was just blissfully thought the other, the husband, was just totally fine watching the kid all the time and he totally is not <laughs> and she's like oh he loves it meanwhile i'm meeting with the guy and he's a broken man like a broken man <laughs> he's in like a sort of a a, a layer of glib apathy <laughs> <laughs> and his wife is like he loves it because yeah, i was like i was trying to find out if anyone else's husband is as vocally uh uh what's the word i'm looking for 
frustrated. No, here's the thing. I had kids kind of at the same time that I'm having a midlife crisis. Yeah, it was like a perfect storm. So, because I, I, I'm 43 now, and I'm older than Jenna, so I'm sort of hitting... I mean, actually, I don't really agree that this is midlife, because that would mean I would die at like 85, so that kind of sucks. So maybe it's like a pre-midlife. Oh, God, there's another one? Oh, yeah, I'm going to fuck a cheerleader. Oh, that's going to happen. <laughs> you can fucking bet on it. <laughs> this is my... Ugh, it sounds so boring. This is my This is my pre-midlife. Well, she won't I be do... yelling at you while you're fucking. Won't that be boring? No, that would be amazing. <laughs> it would be absolutely amazing. She's literally going to have... She's, she's going to... She won't be talking about, like, the kids' vaccination <laughs> schedule while... <laughs> No, she's not going to want to talk about world peace while I'm trying to fuck her. Like, because for some reason, Jenna has an unbelievable infatuation or a fetish. I don't know what it is. But the minute we start making love, she has to talk about very big, horribly important, serious issues. I mean, literally, as I've got the tip ready to go, she's like, oh, honey, I, I just got the report from the doctor about the, about the vaccinations. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just something you out in me so i kind of hit the last few years maybe the last two years was a, a little rough for both of us but it sort of hit at the same time as i had my pre-midlife crisis where all i wanted to do was go to yosemite or ride my motorcycle and and you did and i did and i went to yosemite and bought a motorcycle triumph 2002 bonville it's amazing it's still not as good as fucking a cheerleader but i'm telling you it it gets the job done can that be the last time we hear about cheerleaders no this is just podcast one, and I've you said it twice. You think it's interesting, and it's not. I think it's pretty cute. It's so not. I'd love to take a poll. Who really finds that interesting? Uh, every man listening to this podcast right now would find that interesting. <laughs> yeah, I wish you could. I'm just gonna leave you hanging in that one. <laughs> Where's the pause button? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I want to. Let's erase that. I've been that. asking that for years. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, we uh, we're gonna be doing this kind of a, on a weekly basis and talking about our experiences and our marriage and. The fact that my wife buys a dog to take care of it and all the dog does is pee all over the fucking carpet and she doesn't train the dog even though she said she was going to train the dog and she said, she said, I'll train the dog when I said, but our friends who have dogs, their house looks like, like a pound and you said, well, I'll train the dog and then how, how's that been going with the dog that I'm looking well, at? Well, you know, it's funny because I don't have a lot of spare time because you don't do much with, uh, you know, with what? with what? Taking the load. Of what? And I'm very busy and I don't have a lot of free time to go train the fucking dog. Well, who is it that takes the dog for a walk every night? I didn't ask you to. <laughs> well, well, I have to, right? I have Who to. Who said you have to? Well, it's the fact that the dog pees and shits everywhere in the house. And refuses. does she pee on your walks? No, she doesn't right. because she's already peed and shit everywhere. I just have to up the walk a little earlier in the day. Uh, well, if you want to call the dog trainer. Uh, wait, microphone adjustment. It keeps going that way. Yeah, the cord makes it kind of move. What were you saying? We can just call Tamar Geller, who trained our original first dog. She was the dog Nazi, right? Yeah, well, she was in the Israeli army. Yeah. I wouldn't say Nazi. Oh, dog. No, probably not Nazi. Israeli <laughs> army? Correct. Oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind. Um, but she was awesome. She's a great dog trainer. Yeah, she was militant. Those Israeli chicks are tough, aren't they? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So we could get her to come over here and beat the shit out of this little dog. Wait, we have one more detail. Oh, yeah. Uh, about the commercial. What? Not that. You want to talk about that? Well, it's funny. It's a funny punchline. You tell it. She's talking about the commercial that we met on. The Sprite commercial. It's the only commercial we've referenced in this podcast. <laughs> um, so, no, you tell it. No, 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 no. I definitely don't want to tell it. 
Okay, well, um, by the time it started airing, we had moved in together. Yep. By the time it made it on the air? No, no, because I remember calling you from my apartment. We were together pretty fast after we were done shooting the commercial because it got rained out, so we had to keep coming back and shooting and shooting and shooting. So instead of one day of shooting, it turned into like four, four or five days of shooting, and we ended up going out on a date um, after the last day of shooting. Yeah, should we talk about the date? and then? Oh, no, let's yeah, talk about the punchline. No, we'll talk podcasts. about the date. We have a lot to talk about. Yeah, I mean, that's it. People haven't already pressed stop and fucking... <laughs> that's their right. That's their right. You have the right to not listen to this, <laughs> fuckers. Go ahead. Um, okay, so we film it, and then we go out on a date after the last day of filming, and he drove me through McDonald's. I was I was high class. Yeah, in his... What year was your Celica? 1974. No, it was the Buick. It was the 74 Buick that I had. Yes. Oh, right, right, right. The Buick. Cause I, that I was your date car. <laughs> so we drove... I had a 77 Celica. And a 74 Buick. I mean, I was... This was in 1991. I had two cars. I was... I was seriously... I, I was fucking money. So then we go... I... I... So, okay. We go... He goes to the she ATM machine. She has so machine. many insults that she can't even get it out right now. She... It's, it's like a... It's like a bottleneck of insults. She can't even talk. <laughs> I was evil even then. Um, so we go to the ATM at Mayfair Market... And uh, he, we each get out some money, and you know it says the balance on the ATM receipt. She's such a fucker. And I had like sixty-seven hundred dollars in my bank account. Living with her mom and dad at with home, no overhead, just literally making money on commercials, and her only expenditure was just buying crap for herself. Like they took care of everything. Mom and dad took care of everything. I, meanwhile, was living on my own, rent, car, insurance. Food. I mean, you know, what everybody has when they move out of their parents' house and they figure it all out for themselves. So he uh, then got his receipt and I looked at his balance. I go, that's all you've got? <laughs> she really, And she was serious. She wasn't like being playful. Like she was really <laughs> insulted. That, that was all I had. So then he drives me through McDonald's. <clears throat> and then um, we go to see the Doors movie at the Cinerama Dome. Remember the old Doors with uh, Val Kilmer? Yeah. That one. And then... Of all Doors movies that have been made. Well, I think there could have been documentaries made. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. And um, so we parked to go to the Cinerama Dome. He puts one of those steering wheel locks on his car. 1991. <laughs> steering locks. I, <laughs> I go, is that really needed on this car? Who's going to want to steal this car? She, she did a she did a seven-minute attack on me in the car about who the fuck would want a 1974 Buick. And that my steering lock was, was not a deterrent. That the car itself was a deterrent. Your steering wheel lock was worth more than the car. <laughs> hey, well, the car was still there when we got back, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The steering lock worked. So, or just no one was interested in the car. We parked right on Ivar below Sunset, That's where right. Amoeba Records is now. And, um, and then we went to the Doors movie. And then that was that. That was our first date. And then <clears throat> the commercial started airing. We, I moved out of my parents' house and was living in the same apartment building as him. And then the checks started coming. And he had gotten edited out of the commercial. <laughs> and I made, like, how much money on About that commercial? 75. No, I think it was, like, $60,000. $60,000. I was broke. And he didn't see a penny. And I didn't see a fucking penny. And she made about $60,000. And that has been. And I saw every check she got because she would talk about it. We were now together. And thank you for listening to our our podcast. (laughs) I appreciate you tuning in and stay tuned every week for Kicking and Screaming. (laughs)